0: I'm Tristan Rivera with Columbus Business First, and this is Crisis Management, our semi-regular podcast where we connect with local business owners and talk to them about how they're adapting in the current circumstances. Today, we have Jonathan Moody, who is the brand new president and CEO of Moody Nolan, one of the largest architecture firms in Ohio and the country, and uh, is in the middle of kind of starting his new leadership position in the middle of the pandemic. Thank you for listening. then Jonathan so to get started I mean just tell me about what you guys have been doing the past four weeks how this whole thing
1: has taken place through the eyes of Moody Nolan for us it's it's really been like a again the best way I can describe it is like a that happened fast moment (laughs) and there were a lot of things I mean it's just that escalated quickly it went from like a oh yeah, that's a thing. Uh, that thing is spreading. We might have to do something about that. We might have to be prepared to respond to a. Okay, we're gonna send everybody home by this date, and this is how we're gonna accommodate that. Go. <laughs> it just really it went from a like I literally we had some some of our um, our digital practice team um, and IT folks. Um, I think they were at a conference and talking about how things are. In- Acting architecture firms and other broad topics around technology, and you know, I think they texted me that night and said, I think it was a Thursday, and I and it was like a, hey, we need to be looking at what can be enacted and testing it Friday. We are going to fully implement it, uh, or or like call it. I think like we we sent home like a test group of like 80 people on the following. We, we tested it over the weekend, sent home. A test group like monday and then i'd say by the end of that week we were slowly ramping down our office and our staff just literally as daily updates from the cdc came out uh, you know so it was like hey there's no more than a um, 200 people in the office To there's no more than 100 people in the office to there's no more than 50 people in the office to there's only people who are checking the mail and, you know, keeping the lights on per se. It really, it just happened really fast. So uh, we've been, you know, I'd say 95, 98%, something like that of our staff has been working from home for about three and a half weeks. We've become really effective communicators. We had been putting the technology in place to accommodate this for probably about a year and a half, maybe a year. So, and it literally was like a, that happened fast thing. Of we were testing a lot of ideas and, you know, playing around with different things to uh, this is how everything could function remotely and we're going to fully implement it now. So go, that's kind of how it's been playing out again. I think people are finally now starting to get into a groove of what it's, you know, kind of getting comfortable or getting into a rhythm of what it's like uh, being working from home each day and having meetings and touch points um, and all that sort of stuff. We have been, I'd say working really hard to just stay connected socially, emotionally, productively with staff. Um, you know, just try to introduce as many touch points and connections as we can. I'm sending, yeah, just tons of communication just to be sure we're all on the same page and that, you know, nobody's kind of feeling isolated. Yeah, for sure. And
0: how do people like working from home? Does their staff, is their staff really enjoying the isolation or, or do they not?
1: It's hard to say. I, if I were putting a ballpark number to it, I'd probably say 50/50. And and that, that number was probably more like 70/30, like 70% of people not liking it at first. I'd say we're probably closer to 50/50. I think we, some people are are thriving in this, and like, wow, this is great. And you know, so much more flexible, so much faster, can be in so many different virtual meetings at so many times as opposed to having to travel. Um, And then some people are like, man, I just would love to sit across the table from somebody and draw a sketch for them and I can't do that, or at least in the same way. Again, it's kind of 50-50. I think some people are enjoying it, or at least it may not necessarily be about the working from home. I'd say a part of that too is just people like, man, I, I remember when the world was normal. I want some sense of normal back in my life again.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I think I think we all kind of feel that same way.
1: Although I will say I'm starting to get concerned as we're getting into this groove of, like, I might be one of those people, you know, if and when we come back to work, that's like, oh, man, you mean I got to drive into the office? Like, can I just stay home and yeah. do some of this stuff? Or,
0: You're spoiled yeah. a little bit on on the convenience of working in your sweatpants and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like having the kids in the background, now that everybody's gotten over it, is let me hit the mute button and then say, hey, put that down or leave your sister alone or something like that. (laughs) So,
0: Then tell me a bit about how the crisis has impacted just kind of the, the, the book of business. I mean, we've seen a lot of construction continue, but it seems like with the area commissions and a lot of the review boards putting off meetings, it's probably things that are in the development pipeline are probably experiencing some delays
1: yeah definitely delays i think a lot of a lot of the construction industry as a whole like the whole ae architecture engineering construction industry has some soul searching to do because we're seeing i'd call it 80 20 80 percent of things have continued to proceed as they were and 20 percent have some sort of drawback and i think what we're processing is the realities that within a three-year schedule of a project if it takes a year to design and document it and two years to build it or you know somewhere two to three years total range a lot of projects are basically like a six or eight week bump in the road is really not much when you compare it to a 24 or 36 month and kind of doing some soul searching saying hey taking, knocking two months off of the schedule isn't that big of a deal, even though we've always said, I've told everybody like, oh man, we need all of the time to get everything done. That 20% is kind of a big, you know, starting to become a bigger reality of, of uncertainty of, you know, a lot of these things that are delayed, I think being delayed is fine. But then a lot of them are like, yeah, I mean, these things were kind of hanging on by threads, and, you know, this slight delay is the thread was kind of the last straw so so there are been some projects that have been a lot of them i think you know more than i thought initially that are just completely canceled i think the thing that we're still it's still a big unknown especially with so much fluidity around what uh, financial support mechanisms are going to be coming into place a lot of them are really like um you know is can we can we hit pause for two months um on certain financial transactions and have it not be a big deal? I think a lot of that is i don't know I think we'll find out what you know what we've heard is somewhere august September is going to be the uh when the reality of this sets into place you know are these things that got slightly delayed really throwing a wrench into everything, or is it just kind of a not a big deal i I don't think it'll be zero, but I also don't think it'll be like. 30 or 40 percent of projects are just completely dead because they had a two month delay. That's, That's
0: something that I was curious about too. I mean do you see this crisis impacting the architecture industry as a whole? I mean both here in Columbus it seems like generally we've been growing so much and the housing market hasn't really slowed down the past couple of weeks. The demand is still there but Do you see any local impacts, and then do you see any national impacts, obviously, Moody Nolan as a national company?
1: You know, locally, nothing immediately yet. And I think, you know, some of that is still because a lot of, you know, just frankly, a lot of companies are kind of fingers crossed on whether or not they'll get some financial support from lenders or banking institutions to cover. A lot of that, too, is also just people did build up some reserves and have good backlogs, and frankly... We're probably a little bit behind and, you know, this time is giving them an opportunity to catch up. So I don't think, you know, as you say, demand has not really kind of caused any major issues. It's still there and there's still a need. So from the short term, I think in Columbus, most of the AEC industry seems like it will be fine. But, you know, I think if some of the things that have been talked about come into place it should be good for most locally nationally, I think, you know, it's, it's really, you can't, <laughs> you can't really talk about the whole nation. Um, and I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because of uh, some of the, I don't think it's any secret, just banter that's happening around the country nationally. There's no cohesive national strategy right now, um, or dictation of what's, you know, do it this way. It's kind of a regional thing right now sometimes the regions are fine but um, I think it's only a matter of time before we all get affected like I think in the Midwest it's kind of a scattered approach Um, you know like things are completely shut down in Michigan and Pennsylvania but not necessarily for Ohio um, and some in like Indiana so it's kind of a well sometimes that impacts us sometimes not and you know the trickle effect is happening for architecture firms too there are some firms that are like completely struggling right now uh, because you know like especially firms that you know heavily based in like aviation or hospitality markets even they know even now that yes you know even when things reopen and get back going again it's like well (laughs) it's not just going to be a you know, we're ready to get back and build that five billion dollar airport terminal again. It's like it's not gonna happen that way. Or, you know, like you know, a lot of these big hospitalities like projects, you know, now there's a lot of questions about whether or not you need a fifteen hundred room hotel.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um
1: and the firms that only did that kind of work, there there's a lot of real concern. Um and we've already seen the beginnings of, you know, texts and emails and others saying, Hey I've been laid off, or I'm suspecting I won't be back at my firm. And you know, there's a lot of concern about another lost generation of architects for um, you know students graduating from college. Right? It wasn't the immediate impact, but it was five, ten years later when we all need good, experienced professionals in five to ten years of experience. It's like, well, there was a whole gap generation that's missing. Um, I think there's a little bit of concern long term of for the industry that in five years we won't have enough five-year experience architects because you know people stopped hiring right now that's real
0: well i mean on that note i mean tell me about moody nolan i mean you just became the leader of the company well you've i mean you've you've had had the executive role for a while but you've the, the president and ceo position is now entirely yours and this is this is probably one of the first major things that you are seeing while having both responsibilities.
1: I think for us, I think you know we're not ready to, you know, we're not there yet. Um, I think we, I've been pretty fortunate to have a leadership team around me um, to say, hey, you know, and I, you know, we were intentional in introducing an executive team, very experienced and backgrounds to kind of offer perspective right now. So it's definitely. An interesting time to be CEO and definitely like, a uh, wow, <laughs> yeah, what, what are the chances in your first year? But at the same time, um, having a good group of leaders around me and being able to kind of deflect and lean on everybody else, um, and even, you know, my dad's kind of wealth of experience, uh, we, um, our executive team, we get together every morning this sort ourselves and figure out best steps moving forward. We still, you know, most of the decisions and things that we learned in the last 2000, call it nine, 10, 11 for us was really the architecture industry was a little bit behind still matter and are still the same, which is, you know, we, you know, we're intentionally built a diverse practice. So for us, as things move around and shift and evolve and, you know, with likely impact being a bigger investment in public health and infrastructure, in mental health and physical health and wellness. We're suited to kind of reshift, morph, and adapt. So if anything, it's kind of given us a little bit of clarity around how we need to refocus, you know, for the next 12 to 18 months. We still plan to continue to grow. I mean, what we've talked about is, you know, good business decisions are good business decisions, no matter what the timing is. So we're continuing to push forward to grow into markets and in areas that still make sense. The last thing too is I, I really do for us, again, one of the metaphors I've been using with our team, because our goal for this year was to break through, the metaphor that we've been using is of a, of a slingshot and hopefully that this is, you know, pulling back a little bit, but hoping it will prepare us, propel us forward. You know, there's a story about David um, and his slingshot. And how David, as a leader, uh, was completely unprepared for what he had to face, given it, you know, being a giant and all that. But at the same time, David had everything he needed, even though he knew it was just the slingshot at the time. So I I kind of have been thinking of it that way. Nobody can ever be prepared for this. I mean, that's been the one thing that has helped as well, has been not like someone can say, oh, this is just like that thing that happened five years ago. It's like, no, this is completely different than anything for the last hundred years. So let's use the tools we got and let's let's pull back and let's propel ourselves forward i like that that's a very clever analogy
0: okay jonathan well hey i really appreciate your time and thank you for uh taking a minute to talk with me
1: thanks for reaching out glad to help and uh yeah hopefully i'll see you in person soon (laughs) Hopefully,
0: hopefully we all will man thanks again